Hey guys, welcome back to Pin Pals, the podcast about enamel pins and the people and culture behind them. I'm your host, Eric from Warrior Pins, and thank you for joining me. Shout out to the Buy Me A Coffee gang. You guys know who you are. Thank you for the continued support. That means a lot. So check this. Today, we have a Pin Pals first. I finally had the chance to talk with the pin shop, Otherworld. It's run by the homie Rob, and let me tell you, we are brothers from another mother. Like every episode, I prepared my list of questions, but by the time I hit record with Rob, we were off to the races and talking about all things pin related. I mean, from his pin shop to pins to the design process, vending at shows and like everything else that you can imagine. I mean, before we knew it, two hours had gone by and I didn't even get to ask all my questions. So I decided to make this conversation a two-parter. Part one today, part two next week. But if you were part of the Buy Me A Coffee gang, specifically the Pin Pals listener membership, I'll give you part two right away. You can go ahead and access that as a digital download freebie extra for free. If you're an eager beaver and you're not a member, you can go ahead and still claim that reward and listen to part two right away. All you got to do is just visit the Buy Me A Coffee link in the show notes. Don't forget to like follow, subscribe, comment, and all that good stuff wherever you are listening or watching to this podcast. Without further ado, here is part one of my conversation with Otherworld. Enjoy. All right, well, I'd like to introduce my pal here. His name is, uh, what's your name again? It's Robert from Otherworld. What's up, everybody? <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to Pimp House, Rob. How's it going? Hey. Dude, it, I mean, it took a while to get here, uh, par- partially in part of my fault, but uh, I am glad to finally be on your show, dude. And the first season was just like, I listened to a bunch of the episodes with a bunch of buddies of mine, and like, to be honest, uh, your podcast, I love the structure of it. Like, it's very professionally done and very, very professionally um, delivered to the audience, and I like it. Well, how about that? That's quite a compliment considering <laughs> I feel like all of this is like a hack job. Just, you know, maybe I'll do a live stream while I'm actually recording an episode one day so people can actually see that my computer is on the night table stand running to a Zoom recorder. And, and it, it's a mess, but we try and make it work somehow. And, and I think structure is really important. So I'm glad that, yeah. uh, that you saw that and that you and your buddies are enjoying it. That's awesome. Thank you. Yeah, no, for sure, dude. Thank you for doing all the work, man. How's it going? You're in California in your store. Yeah, yeah. You kind of trade in your Instagram and you get yourself a store, you know? That's, I guess, what the the trade-off was for that. No, <laughs> no um, it's awesome, dude. This is what? I started this in the middle of COVID. Um, I was fortunate enough to get this little area. I work inside of a print shop. Uh, print shop that is run by my good buddy Oscar who is my partner Diana's brother my sad story was uh, I lost my job of 14 years uh, that I was also doing while I was doing Otherworld uh, but no like it definitely kickstarted me to or push me in the right direction to get this going um, and this has been open for I guess we're going on a year already yeah 
it's been a minute. I, I was quite <laughs> yeah, shocked like, when I saw you were getting like a physical storefront. I was like, oh shit, this Rob is uh is doing pretty well for himself. <laughs> no, it's I, it all worked out. Uh, yeah, I I right here I have my pins. I got my collectible toys. A lot of this was stuff that I was I was already a collector. Uh, so this kind of allows me to tie in my passion for collecting as well as all the stuff that I collect. And then like, it's cool. Cause like now I get people that walk in here and we like vibe on all this stuff like, that's super nostalgic and passionate to all of us. And it's, it's awesome. It's like a dream come true. I, literally the words out of my mouth, I was going to say, you're like living a dream right now for <laughs> tons of other pin makers. I'm sure, you know, the dream's always like an ultimate physical shop. Like that would be a home base that isn't the internet. And here right. you are doing that. I finally moved my home base into a base that wasn't in my home. Because, <laughs> no, truth be told, the first five years of Otherworld, most of it was done within the confines of wherever I was staying. I had started while I was living with my parents' house, but I had just moved out. I was experimenting, trying to do shows, trying to create products. But, yeah, all this was being done within the confines of my own home. It'd be, it's great to have a place like this, but it's also not necessary to get things going. Right, for sure. Um, yeah. doesn't always work I mean, for everyone. Yeah. Sometimes you just don't have like enough product to actually like be able to pay rent for a physical space. Right. No, and that's, and that's literally it. Like if I was just doing pins, I don't know. But like it, mm -hmm. that's why I'm tying all these things into it. Uh, and I'm a lot like allowing myself to just this is my office slash store slash whatever I allow it to be. <laughs> that's really cool. So let's let's kick things off right from the get go. Yeah. I think you kind of touched a lot on what other world is. But why don't you introduce yeah. yourself formally uh, to our listeners and watchers okay. now on YouTube? Okay. Yeah, well, hey, dude. Um, well, my name is Robert. Uh, I started, I am the owner of a brand called Otherworld. Otherworld is a brand that I created to kind of take people and connect them with um, all the nostalgia from their childhood, things that they connected with growing up. Uh, yeah, so that's kind of, that's been the aim for Otherworld. And over the years, it's kind of gone into different parts of different genres and stuff like that and it just keeps growing and it keeps turning into stuff and it allows me to do a lot of things that i really never thought i'd be able to do <laughs> definitely uh -huh. uh, and i gotta say too like i've been following you we've been like pin friends for um a good chunk of like the past five years or so like that like i remember when you first oh, got yeah. started um so it's been really cool to kind of be part of your journey or at least see you grow from releasing a couple pins. Like I remember when that Kirby Bong pin just came out, like that was like one of the first pins. I'm like, oh snap, this is an insane world. He's about to pull it out. The pin, I mean, oh, the oh, toy. Like, no, but then like, that's what I was, I was, I was like, well, then the pin, like it took a while to yeah. like, conceptualize into an actual piece. Like, yeah, it's dude, I know. It, it's awesome to even hear you bring up the, that's a story that I usually tell people when showing them this mm -hmm. is the design. When I first released the design, like to me, when I released that design, when you first seen it, I saw this 
Like I, I was like, I need, I want that to be. That this. was the vision for you. That that was the vision, and I was nice. like, but it was already a cool design to where, oh, like yeah, like I can make it. It was a two D design that I was like, oh, I could definitely make this into a pin, and like hopefully people will dig it. And it, it's been one of my staple designs since the beginning. Hmm. That thing is is awesome. I love it. I think I have it somewhere on my board. Um, hey. I'm probably gonna have to pick up a couple extra if you still have some around. Yeah. But like I was saying, man, um, it's just really cool to see your growth and your journey, and 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 here you are now, like at a physical location. Like I, I just can't stop being like, I don't know, proud of you. <laughs> like it's just so cool. Not a that. lot of people do this, and we all kind of like double down on our own niches and things like that and play to our strengths. And I think you're a really great example of doing that, just seeing your store and seeing all the products there. So that's really awesome. I want to ask you, what was the inspiration behind starting Otherworld? Did you just see pins and you were just like, I want to make some? Yes and no. My buddy, I have a buddy named Steven, Steven Chief Garcia. Uh, I've done a couple of collabs with him on pins and stuff, but he was creating his art. And I remember he was one of the first people that I remember kind of starting to vend like and stuff. So I kind of took interest in that because his dad is a vendor and does like a lot of stuff. So he was very heavily influenced in that. And I mean, I kind of have it in my DNA as well. When I was younger, I used to remember visiting my grandpa. He used to have a booth at like local swap meets where he would sell his uh handmade leather goods yeah like he would make photo albums like all yeah all kinds of stuff but anyways going back to how i started otherworld my buddy chief steven he was rocking what was at the time a button with a bottle cap uh glued onto it and he we would he would rock it on the side of his hat and so I was like, oh, cool. So we, we would always get like our favorite beers and glue them to like old buttons and then just like wear them on the side of our hats. And like, I always thought it was dope. Like, especially at the time I was a really big, like craft beer drinker. So I was like, oh, this is like, this is dope. You have your favorite beer where like you represented it. Um, but I had always been a big fan of Dragon Ball Z. So as like things progressed, I started seeing that pins were like, making a comeback or already here. I just started noticing the coolness of like how designs translated into pins. So I was like, oh shit, well, there's probably like a Dragon Ball. Like I could go find a Dragon Ball pin. Uh, but this was like the age of Simpsons pins. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm over here looking for a freaking Dragon Ball Z pin. I'm just like a Dragon Ball. and like, I don't find it. And I'm like, well, shit. Uh, like I could design, I was, I had been doing graphic design, like ever since I can remember, like way back, um, party flyers, making fun of people in Photoshop, like, uh, <laughs> dude, <laughs> people always ask me like, how did you get, how did you become a graphic designer? Um, and I'm just like, dude, I started making like party flyers and like Photoshopping people's pictures. Like I was like, and I, after that, like you just pick up a bunch of skills and you just start doing it. Mm -hmm. uh, but yeah, going back, I made the design for a Dragon Ball. Um, and I guess what also kind of helped me get it going was the job that I was working at. I started uh, working in the purchasing department. So I started buying stuff. 
Um, I would talk to manufacturers. I'd talk to like all kinds. I'd get uh, quotes. I do price checks. I do everything pretty much you should do as when you're manufacturing anything. You got to get quotes. You got if you want, you can talk to the manufacturers directly. And it is with everything. It's just a language that you got to learn once you become comfortable with it. You can start mm-hmm. doing stuff. But That's yeah, cool. so I did. I I got the Dragon Ball thing. I sent it off and I was like, well, shit, I made a hundred. The first time I worked directly with the manufacturer. I'll never forget this. I did work with the manufacturer, but what killed me was shipping. Yeah. Ship, shipping in the beginning was insane. Like, um, especially when you're importing, I went to made by Cooper. Okay. Okay. <laughs> so so I did the dragon ball. I did the dragon ball thing. I sold the couple and I was like, well, shit, I got, so I was like, dude, I could totally make, another design and see how that goes and i believe the second design i made was my game uh my game boy i made a game boy that said Mm -hmm. like game over or you know it said continue yes or no and it was over the yes after i did that i made those and i think that's the one when i I went through uh made through cooper and then after that shipping was a nightmare on that too so i was like geez i really did I didn't realize that I was also getting it from the UK and I was like, Oh, well, there's no difference. I'm still importing it. Um, and then that's when I met the, who was it? Night owl, night owl mm-hmm. press. I did some pins with them. I did. A, that's when I really started doing a lot of pins was with night owl press. I worked with a gal, a lovely gal over there. She was awesome. Dude. She helped me understand the different metals the different styles, all that stuff. Cool. cool. And then after that, uh, that's when I started. I went back to manufacturers because so pretty much if you're doing like a single one off one design pin, I'd almost always recommend talking to the brokers, talking to the middlemen, just because of the fact that you're you're going to be in better hands because they're going to be able to tell the manufacturers if there's a something, an issue, they're more than likely going to work with the 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 broker to fix it than with some person who's just doing a one-off design because they already see the potential in future business with the broker. Whereas the person that's coming with the singular design is just a one-time client. So they don't really see the value in keeping us like a one-time client. Cause a lot of people yeah. just look at one time, a one design and then whether it goes well or not is how they continue. So, yeah, and that's kind of the route that I went. I went manufacturer thinking you got to go to the source directly, but shipping was yeah. not worth it. It's almost not until you start doing multiple designs that I would recommend. Like if you're doing like, like when you start a brand like mine where you're selling like over 100 designs, like that's when you need to start messing with the manufacturer. Yeah. And that's not only that, but that's when you also need to know the language that of how to order, how, what you need, what type of metals, and all that stuff which is information that i think is easier obtained by or easily obtained by speaking with brokers middlemen stuff of that nature for sure i mean there's a ton of resources out there um for for like anyone getting into the game to kind of better understand all that thing all those like little nuances metal types sizes colors but there's nothing like yeah yeah, but there's nothing like actually <laughs> going through the process and going through the experience. Like that's when you really learn to dot the I's and cross the T's. Yeah, make sure yeah. the 
the numbers are there or make sure the color is right, the right code. Exactly. Knowing to use the PMS colors instead of like the, <laughs> the hex tone colors or anything like that. This doesn't um, look red. <laughs> I've been there yeah, no, so many times you. before. Uh, That's same, really same, interesting man. though, man. You, you sound like you were uh, quite the journeyman when it comes to pins. Well, dude, you, I mean, you live, what is it? Uh, you live long enough to see yourself become the broker or what is it? The, the joker? The, I, no. <laughs> I know what you're. I know what you're trying to say. Yeah, something like that. Joking. No, the reason why I say that is because uh, currently I I do have uh, my own custom pin service that I do help people with. So I kind of did. I became the broker. I use a lot of my factories that I currently work with to get better pricing, also to get better shipping rates. Just because I'm doing multiple orders, so it it allows me to give a customer a better price, but also to help them and guide them to get a better product. Dang, yo, you got it all covered out, covered up, covered up. You got it all covered. Y'all, you got it all figured out. There we go. A little bit of both. Covered up, figured out. <laughs> covered up, figured out, in and out, got it all. But yeah. uh, that's really cool. Okay, so you've had, you must have had like tons of ups and downs. What have been some of the, let's go with the downs first. What have been oh, like some of the downsides the through your pin journey? downsides is maybe getting a, something that's not the right size i would say my biggest upsets have always come from quality assurance mm-hmm. like checking that every detail is exactly correct because if you didn't put it there it's not getting done facts facts like, and if, if there's no trail if there's no message if there's no record of anything Preach. you are not getting that shit done i Preach. guarantee you like and that's that's it like you have to have there has to be a record of it if you're approving something make sure it's exactly what you asked for um if not like you didn't ask for it it's not gonna mm-hmm. happen 100%. I've been there. A lot of other people have been there. It's brought up in almost yeah. every like podcast. Uh, it's yeah. like, no, I figured. If, <laughs> if you're not communicating it, then it's not going to get done. And you're going to be left like, you know, with pins that aren't necessarily your vision or anything like that. And, you know, it's going to be really hard unless you've established like a pretty good relationship. It's going to be really hard to get a refund or to get those pins made without it costing another arm and leg, you know? Exactly. Another one is like, say you do get something, you get it back. It doesn't look exactly how you thought it would play out. And you're like, oh shit. And you do want to get it remade. Then what comes into play is that the way that you want it done is a completely different mold. (laughs) So then you're like, I have to, this is then at that point, you're also not going to get anything because you're, it's a complete. It's it's as if you're doing a completely different design. There's nothing more that you can do if the mold that you currently have is not working for the design. Yep, one hundred percent. Actually, all right. Check this out. One of the first pins, <laughs> and, and go ahead. I go figure that. I don't have no, this no, pin you, handy. Um, but one of the first designs that we did. I'm a big Jimi Hendrix fan, so I wanted to do just the afro uh, with the cool little psychedelic bandana going around, but. So the bandana kind of trails off and it's hanging here, but they made it black as if it's part of the afro. 
So it just looks oh, yeah. weird. And because the, like the bandana. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like Jimi Hendrix with the rat tail. <laughs> but because the bandana had um, some like lines and stuff like that in there, they wouldn't be able to fix it unless they produced a new mold. Yep. And I'm like, I don't know if I want to go through that. And thank goodness I didn't go through that because apparently that was a pin that didn't stick with the audience or the audience that I was trying to get. I didn't know I was going to be like one of the Ninja Turtle pin guys like that early on. I'm just kind of dropping things that I like and things that I would wear. But yeah, I had to, I, I was like, okay, well now I got to be like extra, extra, extra careful with everything. Every time I get a, a design back from my manufacturer or they're sending me quotes and things like that, I always sleep on it. Let me just look at it. Let me, let me make sure that I'm not missing anything. Let me be really careful with this stuff because it's relative, but the cost, you know, of all this stuff can be expensive and you don't want to go back and remake pins when you don't even know if they're going to sell or anything like that. Not only that, dude, how long does the pin take for you to make? Oh my goodness. Yeah. So you got to factor in like all so that say, time too. Say you go, say you go, like, let's say average three to four weeks. Mm-hmm. You wait, you wait the three to four weeks only to find out that it's not what you wanted or it didn't come out right. You then have to wait another three to four weeks. <laughs> yeah. And there's probably at least another week of just going back and forth and trying to resolve then, whatever yeah, issue. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then you're at the, the mercy of them. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Preach. Yeah. yeah. Uh, one thing that I've done is I stay up to like four in the morning talking to these people. <laughs> <laughs> no, it, like, dude, it, it's, it's people don't understand that, but like literally you, when when you are going to sleep, they are getting up for work. And when you are waking up, they are going home from work. So like, and I wake up like at six thirty seven ish. So I'm like trying to catch them as like, they're still in the office. So we can maybe like get a couple of more like finalizations in there. Mm-hmm. But yeah, no, that's another thing. Cause like, dude, if you're not on it, you're, you literally have to wait a whole other day to ask a question a whole other day to get an approval and then like at that point you're already like four days in and you barely got like and you're, you're waiting for an approval back so you can finally get these into production yes i don't i can't tell you like how many that. times i've been in bed just like getting ready to go to sleep Bing. oh oh hold on babe i i need to answer this email like you have no idea i have to answer this email <laughs> how many times have you been like dude i've been like right like sleep is about to set in and then like that you just like i already know that they emailed me and you just have to get oh dude it's the worst it's the yes. worst because who else is emailing us that late like <laughs> no, usually no, no one, one no one's really emailing that late it's either that or it's like freaking la fitness asking for their payment like freaking <laughs> Gosh. Oh my gosh. That's another story. But <laughs> Oh my goodness. All right. So yeah. Uh, so but. really early in the beginning of this podcast, we're already delivering gems, tips, and advice to people looking to get into the game. Be very Good. thorough. Be very open. You gotta be put be willing to put in the work. And sometimes that means staying up late to make sure that these emails get sent and stuff gets moving. Because otherwise yeah. The whole day, another day lost. Lose another day, yeah. So, Rob, I want you to yeah, talk to me about how you come up with your pin ideas. How do I come up with my pin ideas? Do you just? Uh, uh, 
I don't know, take a bunch of drugs and then just draw with the notepad. Dude, I'm just like right there. I actually, I just like get all doped up and then I wake up in the morning. They're all drawn all over the wall. No, uh, <laughs> me too. No, uh, right. <laughs> I, I, I say that because I'm listening to in the background, we have the Rolling Stones playing. Um, and I, I recall this one, um, interview that I think it was either Mick Jagger or, uh, Keith Richards did where they got so turned up that and then they passed out and when they woke up the next morning uh on the on the tape recorder was uh I can't get no satisfaction yo yeah dude I was like what What? I mean I don't know that every time I heard that or when I heard that story it always stuck with me and I was like that's wild (laughs) That is wild. Okay, so I'm going to get turned uh, no. up tonight. We'll see what's happening. You're, yeah. <laughs> You're going to come back with a, another a Jimi Hendrix uh, rat tail. <laughs> no, <I'm joking. laughs> no, dude, uh, when it comes to like me figuring out pins, it's usually like if I, I mean, when you become a pin maker, it's almost like your 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 brain turns into this like idea hog hunter that you're just like you just need to constantly think of ideas to turn into stuff especially for any creator but how i've learned to i guess siphon through them or sift through them is uh the ones that i get really geeked out about where i'm like like all like super like <laughs> laughing you're like so funny like those are usually the ones that i'll get the the urge to work on because my brain i don't know i probably have adhd or something but it's always like (laughs) like everything i'm always like on everything looking at everything jumping from one idea to the next but that's that's kind of how i learned to kind of like if if an idea is really good and it excites me that much and I'm like, okay, I need to work on this a little bit more. This is the I need to go back to this, or I need to work this idea out till it's finally ready to go. Uh, and that's probably how I've, I've come to do all of the pins that I've done. That's pretty cool. And you have a, a pretty unique range of pins too. It's like all over the pop culture verse, uh, and I and I love it. It's not a bad thing. Like you're doubling no, down no, no, no. on the niche of you know focusing on pop culture stuff, and, and and that's really cool. But do you ever come up or try to come up with ideas based on pins that sell well, or maybe that don't sell? Like if you, for instance, I don't know. There's a like a let's say the Ninja Turtle pins didn't sell that well. Um, would you find any motivation to continue trying to like? find an audience for those pins or would you just kind of gravitate towards what's working well i guess that also i mean that plays into it as well um you are here i'm not going to design a line of pins that are going to like decorate my shelf only like uh <laughs> no um i i also want i want the or i guess in the conceptualization of the design um that also gets me excited is that the idea that other people are going to be able to uh geek out on it as well like i'm like oh i'm geeking out about it i'm hoping that this feeling is the feeling that everyone gets when they see this design like they are the people that connect with this already kind of like feel that way when they see it and mm-hmm. and and i say that it or it works because like i mean i being a vendor and going to shows all the time you get to see people look at your pins 
and you get to see the reactions per design and like how which one's like oh oh dude <laughs> for me i mean for me one of my favorite ones is like people always see the patrick butt yeah and they're just like look it's patrick's butt and they're like ah whether it's like a little kid or like a grown-ass adult like it's fucking hilarious or uh dude which one did i do oh the owen wilson one i did an owen wilson one and it just says wow and (laughs) i dude i laugh so hard when i hear people just walk up to the booth and go wow wow like wow like that shit to me like i don't give i don't even care if i sell the pin at that point i just i love i those things like they make me laugh they they make me enjoy going out and doing that or uh another one the my leg one the spongebob the my leg pit oh dude that's hilarious i hear people like i won't even be paying attention i just hear my leg and i'm just like <laughs> i know that they're already looking at the design i'm like that's funny but yeah like that's a lot of the re- I, that's what i go for those types of reactions like i love people to see it and just be like ah oh, that's right that joke that's it's funny like or oh this is cool i remember that or mm-hmm. like yeah like oh that's cute like those are the reactions i go for just like, trying to elicit some sort of reaction. That's cool. Yeah, that's when I know that I've I've tapped into the nostalgia. Like I'm like, bam, gotcha. Speaking yeah. of nostalgia, shout out to Nostalgia Vault. Yo, shout out to George. What up, dude? It, oh, so you said the last time. Sorry, not to. Uh, no, what's I, I up? Fact check. I'm gonna fact check you real quick. Uh-oh. Uh oh. No, that you said the last time we hung out. It was me, you, and I believe you added Fred there, um, but Fred wasn't there. Fred went the time after I was there, and it was me, you, uh, uh, Edith, and yeah, and oh, dude, who and else was it? it no, it, it was George, yes, but um, uh, my buddy from, they were, uh, what's they his were name? Yeah, it was oh, a dude. Oh, 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 um, um, oh, uh, forgive me, forgive us for not remembering this. Oh, um, my dude that Fresh did the Prince? crank cone. No, uh, uh, was it Fresh Prince? No, it's not Fresh Prince. It's, it was uh, something close. Prince, no? Because uh, I think I sat at the table with him. Because we, we, at, we ate together. at this like really tiny place. This is the problem when you know so many different people's brands. Oh they my just goodness. all start to like I'll say two people's different brand names to try to get this guy. Uh, dude, it's funny. I have his like his logo is is like appearing in my head, but all the letters are mixed up. <laughs> Why do I feel like it's something fresh? Something fresh toast. Fresh, fresh toast. toast. Oh. Ah, there you go, my buddy Fresh Toast. That's Shout right. out yeah, to French Toast. Us. <laughs> yeah i was like dude his logo was even in my head i was like well what does it say i was like dude <laughs> oh my gosh anyways fresh toast was there it was fresh toast and yeah dude funny story about that night so we part ways and then george uh george edith and i we had to the train station to go buy our tickets for the new jersey transit yeah uh bro <laughs> we get to the ticket counter <laughs> And I've never seen a more disrespectful uh, person at the counter. Like, oh, dude, no. this old, no, it was funny. Like, it was, it was funny in the sense that, like, you would never expect somebody selling tickets to be this aggressive. Like, 
So homeboy walks up, like it, it was like an older gentleman who walks up, he's buying his ticket, but he's also trying to figure out if he's buying the right ticket. So he's asking questions of like, yo, like, does this go, does this go here? And like New Jersey transit operators, those ticket guys or whatever, like they got zero to negative patience. Homeboy was like, <laughs> just buy the ticket, bro. And then like, fuck it. He's just like, I want to know if it goes to the right place. And he's just like, get the fuck out of the line. And I'm like, what, dude? Whoa. To the point where he yelled it, uh, he yells it on the microphone, like, get the fuck. <laughs> and I'm like, and then he's like, next. And I'm like, next to buy the ticket. I was like, I was like, where the fuck are we going? <laughs> I was like, because if I ask this guy, you know, fucking buy my head off, dude. But it was our that it was like so hilarious and stuck in my head, like right after that. Oh my gosh, facts. Uh, yes, one hundred percent. They are they're they're pretty grumpy, especially the later it gets at night. This must have been like nine, yeah, ten, eleven like- o'clock. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, imagine going like imagine going to like the movie theater and you're like, could I get two tickets for whatever movie? And they're like, where do you want to sit? And you're like, uh where the fuck do you want to sit? <laughs> and you're like, ah, I think the front's good. We'll pick it. Like, dude, get the fuck out of the line. Dude, my anxiety wow. was like jumping out of my chest. I'm like, ah, but yeah. Anyways, I love New Jersey. I've been on that. <laughs> I, I've been part of that like anxiety shit you know like uh first time going into the city and buying tickets like all right i just want to make sure that i like i'm going to the right terminal and i got the right place like chill out man i'm just a little boy trying to get home (laughs) dude right i was like i don't take the bus that often (laughs) (laughs) and you're coming out of state too i mean around here the in california and los angeles like transportation as far as like ground transportation is not at the level as it is in new york I mean, the the most we have is like the metro, and like it's like like six different lines that spread throughout the whole county. Like that's so not like I feel like there's like a train station on every uh, street in New York. Like you know, like and we're not we're nowhere near that. So people, unless you're commuting on it every day or more frequently, like it's totally mm-hmm. understandable to me how you wouldn't understand how it works. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. It's all, Trains, man. Trains, planes, and automobiles. Trains, planes, uh, automobiles, and pin pals. How about that? And pin pals. Hey. Yeah. So let's get back to the pin making process. I want to ask yes. you, what is your, what's the design process look like for you? What, what tools are you equipped with to actually turn these ideas into like a vector image? Well, I usually get my old handy dandy highlighter and I get a tennis ball and I start. No, uh, dude, it's funny that you mentioned that. When I first started making pins, like, I guess I was living under a rock because I would draw everything, like, hand draw it, scan it, and then hopefully the lines were good enough so that I could vectorize it. Like, and then it was just like, it's funny because. I showed another artist one time my process in the beginning and they were like, you analog. <laughs> They're like, you analog and everybody else is digital. <laughs> and I was like, I don't understand what you mean. Um, and then that's when I started like looking into like the Wacoms and the, the tablets, whatever. I mean, whatever you can use to get it done do it. Like 
there's no right way of doing a design. Yeah, like there's definitely no right way of doing it. If you there's a easier route and there's a harder route, but there is no right and wrong route because even if you do take the archaic analog route that I took, I learned a lot of different things about it, like in uh, using Photoshop and using Illustrator and using uh, and just drawing it myself. Like mm-hmm. you learn some stuff. Now I'm currently using a iPad. What do you use? I also use an iPad. Well, it, it depends. I'm trying to get more um, used to using an iPad, but I'm typically on the computer uh, working in Illustrator. Gotcha. So vector, you just like vectoring with Illustrator. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. And when I first started, I would. Have you ever heard of Corel Draw? No. Corel Draw is like the user-friendly version of Adobe, um, and like the Kirby Bong, I designed that with Corel Draw, like just using wow. shapes. Yeah, like using just I used to use just regular shapes and like put layers and piecing it all together. Um, which is funny because I was really good at Corel Draw and I had no knowledge on Illustrator. Like I looked at <laughs> Illustrator and I was like, you are a intimidating version of Photoshop, which was funny even, or which was to me even more funnier because I used Photoshop like on the daily, like, and I would look at Illustrator like, huh? Um, but no, I, I, I would say three years ago, I gave up. No, longer than that. Four years ago, four or five years ago, I gave up Corel Draw, and I just started forcing myself to uh, use Illustrator. And now all I use is Illustrator and Photoshop. Nice. Well, yeah. hey, sounds like you've came come a long way, bro. I, I mean, if there's a person, <laughs> I mean, maybe I'm tooting my own horn, but if there's a person that has done it all in the sense of pins, I probably have. Like. <laughs> Like That's it's cool. just I've I've done the wrong I've done the hard routes and I've I've found my way to the easier routes. Well, uh, you know that's how we get there. That's exactly. how you learn. That's part of the process. When people say it's part of the process and put in the work, sometimes it's just drawing the pins and then figuring it out three four years down the road that it could have been Dude. easier. Oh but, my God, yeah. But that's and like you said, it's, there's nothing wrong with that. Everybody's mm-hmm. on their own timeline. Mm-hmm. Everybody there and there's no there's. I trip. I guess when it, or I trip out when at a deadline, yeah. like especially now. I don't. I create my own deadlines. <laughs> uh, like, <laughs> the yeah, most boss like, thing oh, you've shit. ever said, <laughs> dude. I create my own deadlines, bro. No, for real though. <laughs> like, uh, and it's funnier because I still or now like when when, when your boss gives you a deadline, like at the job you work at, you're kind of like, yeah. Eh. Like you know, like but now, like when you go and you gave yourself the deadline, you're like, eh, <laughs> eh, like. But you're like, I'm gonna be up till like four in the morning, like, eh. like. But no, um, it's cool. I love, I love working for myself. I motivate myself more. It's 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 awesome being your own boss, but it's also stressful because you create your own work. Like everything falls own, on like, you. Yeah. Yeah, dude. Like, if you ain't work, like, if you're not doing anything, then your company's not doing anything. Like, so yeah, it's 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 cool though. But I think I've always worked better that way. Even with sports, I was always kind of like a, a better as a 
individual athlete than I was working team first, sports, like on a team. <laughs> eh, team sports. I like team sports. Don't get me wrong, but yeah, yeah. I always excelled better as an individual. Uh, like swimming, swimming was my thing. So I was a better swimmer yeah. than I was. Uh, I played water polo too. So uh, nice. yeah. So when I played water polo, that was a team sport. That was fun, but. I enjoyed swimming more because I was in, I was in more, I was more in control of the results. Mm -hmm. I like that. Yeah. So let me ask you, what, what is the most rewarding thing about making pins? I would say the smiles that I make by making them. Like uh, when people actually look at my stuff, like I geek out when like, dude, cause I, I don't know. I, I've talked to people that buy for me. I talk to people that just kind of come and support it not everybody is always like living that glamorous Instagram life uh, that they portray themselves as. And it's cool to see something as simple as like a piece of metal that I made bring a smile to their face and actually like reverse maybe what they were feeling. I like that. I like that a lot. That's wholesome. <laughs> Thanks, man. <laughs> the smiles. I do it for the smiles. I Run do it for the smiles, smiles man. <laughs> That's gonna be my next slogan. I do it for the smiles. Uh, you have but, other products too that you've dabbled in, not just pins. And we've kind of talked about this in the beginning. Um, but what other what other products do, are you are you creating? What's in the pipeline? How's that been? Lately, I've been um, well. Being that I work in a print shop, I've been trying to create more apparel. Um, or even just kind of utilize the designs that I've turned into pins into more of like apparel. <laughs> Lately, I, I just did a lanyard, which was pretty cool. I saw, yeah. Like, yeah, dude, I was like, I mean, I'm a big key lanyard guy. So, like, I made this, and it was cool because I really am, I've been vibing on this colorful Otherworld logo. Like, it's just like, ah, eh, it's very fun, very wholesome, very, like, like whatever. I'm, I'm also in this area, too, of, like, I don't know what I want to do next. Well, not in the set for other world. Like I know what I'm working on other stuff for other projects, but for other world, I would say the biggest thing that I'm working on, well, the biggest thing that I'm working on is, uh, did I show you the, the, the six inch pin that I got coming? The, uh, the place. Yeah. The, the oh, yes, yes. I know. Okay. I don't want to give it away just yet. I'm not oh. sure when this episode is dropping probably sometime yeah. in June, but, um, bah, 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 bah. Hush, it should, hush. well, I should have um, in June. So, well, I, fuck it. Let's, this is this is a Pin Pals exclusive. Burr, burr, burr. I'll contract so, Michael Bay for some explosions. <laughs> I'm going to transform. <laughs> uh, uh, Into the pin. <laughs> I'm doing my biggest pin I've ever made. My most detailed, my, the biggest uh, pin that I've ever made. It's going to be a combination of the Technodrome art for the Ninja Turtles, as well as the art for uh, the Cranebot tied together in this massively huge six-inch pin. It's yeah. insane. It's like this big. My hand is like almost six inches. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so I'm... I haven't, I have seen, I've seen the cutouts. I've seen, uh, I haven't seen it fully painted yet. So I'm waiting for that. But like the detail on there is insane. It's unreal. I think you sent it yeah. to me in the DM and, and my jaw literally dropped. I think I was with my girlfriend and I'm like, yo, 
check this out. You have no idea. She's not like, I'm teaching her about the pin game. So she's like, okay, that's a pin. I'm like, no, that's not just the pin. Like, this is going to break Instagram when it comes out. <laughs> that's a bulletproof vest. Like, oh my God. <laughs> it no, really dude, is. That thing is huge. Like, the thing's going to cover, like, uh, I don't know. But I'm working out all the packaging details right now. I want to make it super, super exclusive. Like, I did the, the original playset. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that, I got that in the pipeline. I got a bunch of other designs that I'm working on. The only other thing that I'm working on, or currently, that's really big is i'm throwing my own show i'm doing a show here at the shop and i got some pretty big news this morning um so currently the shop is located in what is known as the fashion district of los angeles prior to covid like it used to have an art walk i mean people are familiar with art walks uh it was it was a cool little spot for people to just kind of show up um and set up a booth or set up the table and then just kind of like sell to the public without any worry of like a seller's permit or any hassle, like anything like that. And be, even before uh, COVID, the area in which they did it was uh, they started like a bunch of construction. So they kind of paused the art walk and like even some of the areas and where there were once parking lots, they started doing like major construction to where they're now like fully erect buildings. So the area kind of just kind of got t- taken over. Um, but they never really offered a solution as far as uh, something else. So a lot of these people, a lot of creatives that, or even new creatives that want to start something, they didn't have that. We don't have currently a platform for them to kind of just show up and like set up, like, you know, give this whole vending life uh, a chance to, mm-hmm. to see how it works for them. So on June 13th, I don't know when this is going to air, but on June 13th, I have... S- I've scheduled a show in front of the the shop here. I talked to the fashion district this morning. They just gave me their blessing. So I have, and not only that, like uh, gave me their blessing. We might also be collaborating on some future events and I might also be spearheading some events for them in the upcoming summer. But this one's really cool and more important to me because I feel like I can, I'm doing it completely free. People could come set up. We're going to, give it a give it a go and yeah i have over like 50 something vendors who signed up like over 50 over 50 wow. like i was like dude i was not expecting this type of response these aren't even the people that i asked like prior to all this like i had already asked people if they were down like buddies that we know yeah, yeah. um and then i then i was like well i'm gonna also allow like people that i don't know to kind of set up too because like you know give everybody a, ch- a shot at it Mm-hmm. um yeah dude the response was like wow oh like yeah and i was like that's crazy so no uh i talked to the lady who does like events and permits for the area she went ahead she gave me her blessing she's totally down to to keep her in the loop of things god bless these and kids and these little pins i don't get it but dude, let them do their yeah. thing <laughs> No, she, I, and it's dope because we're not just doing pins as well. Like I got like plant people come in, apparel people come in, people that do like crafts, people that do uh money. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I got customers like making we're talking. sales on the podcast. <laughs> I love it. Uh, but no, dude, like it was, it's freaking awesome. Like um, I'm really stoked because of the fact that we're gonna be able to do like I'm, I feel like I'm giving a 
the art walk back. If I want to, I want to try to get the art walk back. That's what I want to mm-hmm. do. Uh, and I, I want to say that this is kind of a step in the right direction in doing so. Especially when I got that call and like the lady from the city actually gave me the like the go ahead, the green light. Like that was like, okay, I'm doing something. Like and and I hope it goes really well because I really I really want to provide something for a lot of the people that don't really have that platform right now. This could be the next wave of vendors that are starting out that are gonna like yeah. you know like and and for them to not have like something like I, I don't know some booth fees are pretty pricey and it's like Definitely. that's already an investment on what they've already made for their brand to make products and like you know like i'd want them to maybe get that encouragement to make a sale and then freaking get pumped up to make more products and then you know they might snowball into another other world that's that awesome does something i love that yeah that i mean yeah, it does cost money to usually go to like the bigger shows and things like that. And that can eat into your profits. And that can be also be very scary if you're new and you don't know what to expect and like you don't have a table set up. But here you are giving out free spaces can allow people to kind of test the waters. I feel like, you know, it's going to be very casual. Like you're not going to need like an elaborate like display booth or anything like that. More power yeah. to you, you know, if you have that. But... I love what you're doing and I'm so jealous. I'm on the opposite side of the country and I can't be there to like just vibe with all you guys. Like I'm sure it's going to be a good time. Well, dude, hopefully, I mean, if it goes well, like there's going to be, if, if this one goes well, it's going to be something that I keep going and maybe next time you're out here, I'll get you on that one. Oh, that would be awesome. I might actually be out in November. Probably shouldn't hey. give the date out publicly, but <laughs> we'll see. I think later on this year, uh, I'll be in gotcha. California, so definitely hit you up. Yeah, heck yeah, heck yeah, dude. It's uh, hopefully by then it'll be a lot, lot more normal. <laughs> yeah, hopefully. Oh, actually, New Jersey just lifted their mask mandate, leaving it like oh, nice. completely up to businesses and like public transportation. But if you're fully vaccinated, you're allowed to go indoors without a mask now. So we'll see. Hopefully, things continue to be better and okay yeah i i just got my vaccination that shit kicked my butt nice thanks but well not nice for kicking your butt megatron i would i would do that one for 90 for sure dude and there it is part one of my conversation with otherworld damn if that wasn't enjoyable I, we are brothers from another mother and i that's so evident in this conversation uh, if you want to go ahead and access part two early all you have to do is just visit my buy me a coffee page the link will be in the show notes so go ahead and check that out and yeah thank you guys for tuning in to another episode this is episode 12 i see you guys coming back every week and i really 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 appreciate it Go ahead and make sure to visit all the links in the show notes. You can find ways to support the guests, support the podcast, follow the podcast, contact the podcast, all that good stuff. It's always in the show notes and available for you whenever you are ready. I'm going to go ahead and wrap this up and let you guys get back to whatever you were doing. I've been your host, Eric. Thank you so much for lending me your ears. Remember, it's the little things in life. I'll see you next week for part two with Otherworld. Peace.